Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. I'm your host, Nick Jenkins, and today I'm joined by three friends. First, Matthew Gatos. Hi. Bill Mead. Hi, everyone. And Marianne Fernandez-Silva. Hello. And today we are talking about a movie that got put onto this list by Bill. Me. And it actually, I think, Matt, you even said this may not be a good movie, but you recommended it as a real good once. Uh, well, mm. I don't know that I ever would have said this is not a good movie. Okay. But right. I, this yeah. has definitely been a real good, I think, for something else. Or maybe you said you think it might show up on the podcast. That I did say. It okay. might have been my real good for uh, Steel. Yeah, I, I think like, it was. Basketball player, kids movie. Yeah. Better. And well. <laughs> I, I know I was offended well, when Bill added it to the list. Yeah. I, I like same. In... Marianne and Matt were both like, oh. I saw it on the list and I ran to Matt immediately and I was like, no, we need to defend this. Oh, yeah. No, I checked the, the history of the Google Sheets immediately to be like, who added this? <laughs> who do I get to be mad at? Bill. There's a couple mean. of them. Bill <laughs> responded that way for a John Waters film that is on the list where he went, who put this on here? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I did that. Bill put on the Transformers movie. Mm. And I went, who put this on here? <laughs> so so we've all got one, yeah. at least, where we want to defend it. But today we're talking about Space Jam. Is it 1996? Yep. Okay, good. 1996's Space Jam, starring Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes. So you got Bugs Bunny and Wile E. Coyote and... Um, the whole gang. Daffy. The whole, Daffy Duck. Pretty much all of them. Pretty mm-hmm. much, and then introducing a couple new characters, or at least one new character for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, before we get too far into this and talk about our feelings, we need to do a 60-second plot dump, and that plot dump is going to be done by Marianne. I knew it was going to be me, mm. and I did not prepare for it. <laughs> on purpose. Out of principle. I know That's like the only notes I did take. <laughs> and I, I, I did it. Before watching the movie, I just typed out the plot because <laughs> I know it so well. That's great. Okay. Well, here we you go. on my computer? <laughs> 60 second plot dump of Space Jam in three, two, one. So away in space, some alien amusement park called uh, Moron Mountain decides that they need to jazz their attractions up. So they decide that they're going to go to Earth and just take the Looney Tunes uh, Looney Tunes are like, no, um, but you guys are real small and real like teeny tiny. So we're going to bat- play a basketball game to decide whether or not you take us or not. And the little teeny tiny aliens are like, OK, let's do re- some research and investigation on basketball. Oh, look, there's a whole bunch of professional basketball players. Let's steal their talent. And they do. Um, and then when the Looney Tunes are like, oh, crap, now these little aliens are giant and can actually play basketball. They're like, all right, let's abduct Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. And they do. And Michael Jordan is playing baseball at the time. That's why they did, the little aliens didn't know. Um, <laughs> and so Michael Jordan's like, sure. And then it's a struggle and there doesn't make sense. But the Looney Tunes win in the end. <laughs> Nice final second. Yeah. yeah. Half the movie in one second. Um, I didn't miss any major plot points. No. no, to be fair, half the movie is the basketball game. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I know for sure, Marianne and Matt, you guys both are pro Space Jam. Yes. Okay. So Marianne, I want to start with you then. Mm-hmm. Did you, was this a staple of yours growing up or did you come to it later or just like? Oh, yeah. I saw it probably in the movie theaters and okay. like. 
96 is when it came out, right? So mm-hmm. I was 10. Mm-hmm. I was like right here for this movie. Also, my whole family is very sports oriented. I am not. Um, so it was like a very good family film ah, for us to watch nice. the first it. time. The first time. My, the rest of my family was like, I don't like this. That's but, not real basketball. But <laughs> the thing about it is that I had a lot of knowledge about sports enough to understand who all the players were. Sure. Like, so one thing I didn't mention in, in my synopsis is that like you have like Patrick Ewing and Muggsy Bogues and Charles Barkley yep. and those other two guys that I forget slipped. My, their name slipped my mind. That's the fine. one, the tallest dude I've ever seen. Um, Larry Johnson? No, Sean no. Bradley. Okay, yeah, Sean, Sean Bradley. Bradley. Like it's funny because all of them are tall. Oh, he's seven. He's seven six. And like he looks like a gigantic monster human next to all of them. Mm-hmm. Well, especially yeah. when they put him next to Muggsy Bogues, who well, is like yeah, five it's... foot nothing. <laughs> yeah, he's not quite that short. But for a basketball player, he's very for short. For a he's like a normal human being. <laughs> yes, yeah. height. But then you put him next to all the other. And actually, it's weird too because Michael Jordan looks like a normal human being. Uh huh. Until you put him next to a normal human being sized person. Yeah. <laughs> and then luckily, you realize, oh, wow. Luckily, that doesn't happen a lot in this movie. No, he's well, he's uh, rarely even in the same Bill shot Murray. as. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's true. Bill. And uh, Wayne Knight. Wayne yeah. Knight. I was noticing, though, that Wayne Knight isn't in the same shot as him a lot of times. They're cutting back and forth yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's fair. So. I also have questions about their heights that no- nobody should have answers to. But Muggsy it, Bogues is kind of short for a man, though. Yeah. He's like 5'4". Uh, he's 5'3". Five five I just looked that up. But more wow. so like the, yeah. the... And still really good at basketball. The yes. cartoon characters, are they are given heights <laughs> at the end of the movie during the basketball game. And uh-huh. some of those don't seem to make sense when you actually stand them next to Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Like when they're interacting with him, I'm like, oh, they would be much tinier if that was accurate. But I'm not going to read too much into it because I yeah. do that with a lot of cartoon characters. But are they measuring to the top of the head or to the top of the ears? That's what I was wondering because they say Lola Bunny's three foot two. Oh, my. Oh. That's... And that's very tiny. So Lola Bunny is the, the, the is this was int- her introduction. Yeah. So I don't even know if she went on to do more stuff. Oh, yeah. She's mm-hmm. been in a bunch. Okay. She's in I, things, yeah. She was most recently voiced by Kristen Wiig. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Well, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so my experience with that is just like, oh, I saw it with my family and then like, I had enough background knowledge. Also, like being 10 during this time, like mm-hmm. I distinctly remember the like Space Jam song playing all the time on Nickelodeon and like the soundtrack is something that I... Hmm recognize very well from my childhood so i just yeah it was definitely a staple yeah i didn't i did not watch it in as much as matt did <laughs> um but i am like oh no yeah. one has no one has <laughs> like oh yeah i love that movie it's a great one i don't know what you're talking about yeah. okay well matt let's <laughs> let's hear your life experience with this uh so i grew up in chicago which is important that is important mm-hmm. in chicago in the 90s uh, Michael Jordan was a god. Well, um, you know, not when some, he was playing baseball for some pretty good reason. Though oh. when he was playing basketball, <laughs> holy god! I was listening yeah. to his litany of championships and and like MVPs and everything. It was like, good lord! Well, that's it's yeah. that's what, what's funny is like I guess not funny for them probably, but like the other basketball stars in this movie, mm-hmm. like a lot of those guys didn't win any championships. Because Michael Jordan and the Bulls existed at the same time yep. as them. And like six out of whatever, seven or eight years, the Bulls won the championship. And mm-hmm. it like got the most wins in a season and all this stuff. And, and so it was that thing of even though I wasn't watching a ton of games like from beginning to end, I was a basketball fan. I was a Bulls fan. I had 
Jordan jersey, Pippin jersey, and Rodman jerseys. I would go to school not on dress-up days with my hair spray-painted green like Dennis Rodman. I played basketball. I had a Monstars jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, the Monstars are the little the little yeah, aliens in yeah. this movie that when they get the, the, the talent, they grow up to be big Monstars. And yeah. they have an amazing villain song. They it's do, so yeah. With, like, the best, like... Hip hop collab of all time. It's, it's like so Be Real, good. Busta Rhymes, Method Man. Yeah. It's amazing. LL Cool J when he was rapping. Yeah, Holy so cow. good. It's an amazing lineup, and there's a really like badass music video for it too. Yeah. And they mentioned um, Bob Dole. It's great <laughs> for some reason. But it was that era. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, so this was it hit like all those buttons for me. Where I was like, I was into cartoons. I worshipped Michael Jordan, and it just was that sort of perfect movie for, I guess, what was like nine-year-old me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it became a staple of just, it always was like a part of my life of like, I one of those movies, again, like I always owned it. I probably watch it once a year. Uh, yeah, that I felt like maybe I was lying when I said that, and I'm not, no. I, I would say I, like legitimately I probably watch this movie once a year. I own it on Blu-ray. Uh, I watched it partially with the director's commentary. Uh, last night when I was I watching I saw this. that Bugs and Daffy were... Yeah, it's not a great commentary as far as, like, the way it's structured, but <laughs> there's some interesting things throughout. Uh, but, yeah, it was... It's just... I don't know. It's just been a part of my childhood and into adulthood now, and... I don't know. Okay. Bill, you put this on the list. I did. Uh, but what... where? When did you see it in your life? Like, is this part of your DNA too, or? It's weird for me because 96, I was in sixth grade, and previously in fourth grade, I made a goal to wear a Looney Tunes shirt every day to school wow. for like all of fourth grade. And did you I only have like three? I got had, real gross real fast? I had like five, but one of them <laughs> was my sister's. So that being said, something happened between fourth and sixth grade where I was less into it, like the Looney Tunes themselves, even though I was a huge fan, especially of the Chuck Jones era. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also a huge fan of the Chuck Jones era. Yeah, and then as Marianne said, like that soundtrack was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I remember elementary school assemblies where uh, one kid sang the unfortunately R. Kelly song, yeah, mm-hmm. and people were waving their hands in the air. Great song. He's yeah. a piece of shit. Yep. Yeah, he's a total yeah. piece of shit. But but that's a great song. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I had no idea that was him until I watched the credits on this song on this movie. Mm-hmm. And you're like, damn it! <laughs> oh, you didn't know that was him. I had no idea. I thought he was like a mid 2000s. No, no. I had no idea R. Kelly had been around for that long yeah. and been popular for that yeah. long. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like, I was reading it. I was like, oh, is that Boys to Men? R. Oh. Kelly. Yeah. And then I was like, damn it! The other song mm-hmm. is Seal, though, so that's fine. Uh, that's I also yeah. like. As Seal. far as we know, currently Seal. Decent person. Yes. As far as we as, know. As of the moment of us recording this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, the moment that we started recording this podcast. As of 5.40 p.m. on January 16th. <laughs> until, Seal, okay. Look, until I find something out, I, I'm going to assume he's okay. So uh, he's made some great music. Um, but anyway, go ahead. Oh, that was it. I, I saw this in theater, and it just didn't really catch with me. I think going into a little bit of what Matt said, you know, he grew up in Chicago where Jordan was everything, and I grew up in Seattle where the Supersonics were still a thing and they were fine. Yeah. But that 96, was that was when the Mariners were kicking some butt and like Griffey Jr. was still mm. hot fire. So I was playing King Griffey Jr.'s baseball for the Super Nintendo instead of watching this movie. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Now, how did this all hold up for you guys? What about your experience? We're going to get there. Oh. <laughs> how did how did this all hold up? Did it is it still something that you feel good about watching or has it aged poorly? Like, I mean, just what did you feel? I Marianne, I'm looking at you, so let's just start. Cool. Um, so I did watch this movie relatively recently. I want to say like around this time last year maybe because I showed it to Sari cuz I felt like she just <laughs> needed to see it. Um, and so I was like already prepared going into this watching that I'm like, oh, you know, it's fine. I think the th- it serves in my mind like a very, very good time capsule of that era. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely agree with that. Even, yeah. Like all of the jokes, it, so like so much of this movie is just pure mid 90s references. Even like even the. One of the most ridiculous parts of this movie is that Michael Jordan would not be playing basketball and just decide to play but baseball. That actually happened. Correct. It actually okay. happened. And it was ridiculous when and it happened. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. And like that's the part of the movie I'm like this is so not plausible except it actually happened. Yeah, if you didn't live through that actually happening, you yeah. probably would be like that that's a weird that's, choice for a movie. Yeah. Right. He had looked at like Oh, is this why they need to justify this? That's not <laughs> smart. I guess yeah. he and his trainer or manager had been looking at people like Bo Jackson and thought, you know, I think I can do this because he's mm-hmm. got his Michael Jordan has such a work ethic. Like he mm-hmm. yeah. he works. Like and even when he was on this, like the the thing is he worked on acting. Like he really tried. Mm-hmm. I think so, he's pretty good. I would say the thing that I noticed this time around is that like Michael Jordan's acting was okay. Yeah. It was not great, though. No. I do feel, so Bill texted this, I think, that, like, Charles Barkley was not given enough to do. And I agree with that. I think that, like, the other five basketball players, but specifically, like, Charles Barkley and Muggsy Bowes were trying really hard to sell it. And it was, like, those their moments Mm -hmm. were really fun and funny. And I enjoyed those a lot. Yeah. And Barkley's gone on to be... A semi-regular host for SNL at times, yeah. hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's hosted yeah. a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt, did it hold up for you? Uh, yeah, I would say definitely. It, so much so that it almost weirdly, like, I felt because I've watched it so many times and so recently that normally when I sit down to watch a movie for this podcast, I'm, mm-hmm. like, taking it in for the first time or the first time in a while. And so I'm, like, paying really close attention to everything. Whereas, like, this time I got bored but not because of the movie – but because I was like, I know every beat of this movie <laughs> right, yeah. so well that I don't think I need to watch it as a refresher. Like, right. I can just go to this podcast and talk about Space Jam for an hour. I had that problem with Army of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I kind of felt mm-hmm. the same with like the Evil Dead things yeah. when we did those. I was like, yeah, I could talk about these for days. And that's and I know every single beat. Yeah. Like, so that's why I actually put on the director's commentary because I was like, okay, I need to get something new <laughs> out of watching it this this time. And so, yeah, it holds up for me I did also there are certain aspects of it where I'm like that would only happen in a 90s movie where mm-hmm. uh, I mean the opening credits especially like they're so aggressive so aggressive, <laughs> so like, aggressive. And it, there's a very sweet opening scene where it's Michael Jordan as a kid playing basketball telling his dad he's gonna be in the NBA and he's gonna play ba- he's gonna play baseball and all this stuff and then it's just like come on in jam and, and, and they like, play the oh, whole oh. song yeah. yeah and just like Bugs Bunny Michael Jordan and you're just like it happens a few times throughout the movie where they like just hard cut intense jock jam <laughs> and you're just oh oh we're here now and it felt immediately like all right we're in 96 I get it yep yep right before 
MTV, well, I guess a little after MTV sort of started straying away from music videos, but VH1 was still going strong, and then... Uh, but it was this whole thing of everything has to be kind of a music video well, as that, well it, as... No, no there were still... Pl- MTV was pretty, going oh, pretty yeah, strong sure. with music videos. Were they still doing MTV had TRL well into 2000s. Yeah, yeah because like... When did NSYNC... Real World start? No, that... Was no, that okay, so, okay, so Real World has been going on... Since like 94. Since 94, because I remember in fourth grade and already seeing it, and it had already been a couple seasons in. Yeah. Okay. So actually before 94. Yeah, but TRL but... went way through like the boy band era. Yeah. So it, well into like, I'd say like, I'm guessing here, TRL probably ended around 2004 or 5. Well, because I remember yeah. in the two thousand, the Maybe early 2000s when I got VH1, I got VH1 and was excited because I got to see music videos again mm. because MTV was all only doing reality TV for a while there. And they still are. But Yeah, um, yeah but MTV has always done music, like both. Like, well, really? mm, yeah, yeah, because I... like Daria's was on MTV and Beavis and Butthead were on MTV and they were super old. Like, oh, well, yeah, I okay. MTV2, yeah, and MTVU, like, they, yeah. they started doing okay, a bunch of other saying. channels that were, like, more... Yeah, so MTV was, like, not, probably not when it first started, because I wasn't around, I don't know, but, like, pretty early on was already getting into, like, non-music video content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the 90s, I think, I feel like the 90s were, like, still going strong on the music videos. Oh, yeah, and I, I think... And it wasn't until, like, mm, The VH1 like comparison, later. though, like... That opening credits is very sort of like behind the music. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like there's lots of text and slideshow yeah. things happening, and I can't really follow all of it, but I think I'm supposed to know he played basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Because the next thing we see after the opening credits is him announcing his retirement from basketball. Yeah. And we're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, kind of weird. But anyway, Bill, how did your experience go? Um, I kind of. I, I when I last saw this movie and it's why I put it on the list. I might have been in a group grumpy mood because mm-hmm. I definitely I think I leveled out on this watching. I as a kids movie, I think it's fine. There's some things that have aged poorly for me mm-hmm. that you know not reflecting sixth grade self, but there, there's some things, some animation quirks from the time that mm-hmm. I just I don't like. I don't like some things. Is it sure. the, is it the 3D animation on Moron Mountain? The 3D animation doesn't help. All the actually all the animation all for the, the animation. Not until you get to like the into Looney Tunes is the animation like better. Yeah, the the lighting really bugs me on the characters, like mm-hmm. the like the quote unquote lighting they mm-hmm. they add. I think they just they wanted to really make a pop and they just took it one Photoshop effect too far. <laughs> They're like this is really cool and it's like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. Now see Bill, you had a theory because usually we have a text chat mm-hmm. where I'm very open about how I feel about these movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, specifically on this one, did not. Well, the only thing you oh. texted us about this was Marianne wasn't kidding about the DVD intro. <laughs> oh, God. The DVD, <laughs> the, the DVD menu is one of, is much like the opening credits. It's like, I, re- I remember old DVD menus. They went nuts with mm-hmm. the DVD menus, and this one is no exception. It's it's one of the most outrageous DVD menus Man. in terms of just, like, I feel slapping like I you out. in the face. The Blu-ray is pretty calm. The Blu-ray is pretty calm. Yeah, uh, yeah. The no, DVD is... The DVD is really... <laughs> yeah. But it's something. I, I I don't like children's films. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't generally like sports. I like fight sports, and that's it. Yeah. Like, um, so there's a lot going in here, but Bill, you said you had an idea of I, what my response to this film is. I wrote, did Nick love it? And this is a 50-50 shot. It is. That's all or nothing. I wrote yes, 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you should have. I think you should have left that at like and not love. Yeah, I feel like I asking agree. Nick to love this movie is asking a lot. D- did Nick like like this movie? <laughs> yeah. Like like. Does he want to? That hold is the most hand? '90s thing to say. <laughs> um, Marianne, Matt, taking bets. I'm gonna go. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was, was going to say, I think you enjoyed it, but I don't think you're going to watch it ever again. I'm going to think that you probably like, okay, I get why some people like it. It's not for me. It's a little bit too, like, too much in your face. I am in between you two. Okay. Okay. I I want to have something more like, I loved it. It was great. It was but I, there were moments of this that I legitimately really like liked. Like <laughs> all of the stuff on the golf course is some of the funniest yes. stuff I've ever seen. We haven't even mentioned the Bill fact Murray. that Bill Murray is in this movie, and he's he's small part, but his part he's so good. He's very the good. The line where he's he's talking to Michael Jordan about wanting to play in the NBA, and he's like, "It's because I'm white, isn't it?" And Michael Jordan's like, "No, Larry's white." Referring to Larry Bird, he's like, "Larry's not white. Larry's clear." Yeah, and I'm like, "That is so good." Also, so Bill Murray. Very good at repetitive comedy, a la yes. Groundhog Day. I loved how, like, the level of commitment that he did with the speech both times of, like, the NBA is going to need new players. Yes. And he just, like, did the thing, and he did it for Michael, mm. and then he did it for Larry Bird. Oh, my God. It was so good. I, I love that part. Oh, the, the last, the, his last line where he's like, go Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> for me, the part, so what happens is Michael Jordan gets sucked down a golf ball hole. Mm-hmm. That's how the Looney Tunes get him. Yeah, that's how the Looney Tunes get him. And it happens as Wayne Knight is trying to take his picture. (laughs) And the line that Bill Murray has, two lines, caused me to actually (laughs) LOL. Like, I was really laughing hard when he looks at – there's a long pause, a great comedic pause after Michael disappears and Wayne Knight's like, where did he go? And then there's quiet and then Bill Murray says – what kind of camera are you using? <laughs> and then Wayne Knight points it at me. He says, "Do not point that at me." You know, yeah. it, like that. Those moments, I think, are great. I think Larry was very funny. Larry Bird was mm-hmm. uh, very cute. I think Michael Jordan was surprisingly acceptable mm-hmm. in this part. Yeah. Like he is not a, a, a he's not an even good actor, but he did a good job. Like mm-hmm. a, a, and and all that we could expect from him. For something like this, I think. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to transition to what Shaq does, right? Like, he doesn't have that kind of personality. He's not going to he, – he would never transition to what The Rock has become. Yeah. They don't – he just doesn't have that kind of personality. But I, I admired how seriously he took it. Like, he really – he doesn't feel like he's phoning it in to me. Mm-hmm. Feels like he was working at it and really trying. Mm-hmm. I – the one of the things that cut me off from this the most was simply the fact that I am such a big Chuck Jones era fan of Looney Tunes and this but apart from the voices being different I, there was something about the animation something about the characters not being quite what I would consider correct mm-hmm. um I would love to have them seen this is kind of going to go into how I would fix it eventually but like I would love to have seen yeah they have to recruit Taz and then you have to deal with Taz as a character, but they don't really do the Taz is just on board. Yeah. They you know? The characters are themselves as we've sort of established. They are in the nineties. Yeah. I guess that's true. But I, I think mm-hmm. also at, to Nick's point, I, 
like you couldn't necessarily get the Roadrunner and Wiley e. Coyote to play together on your basketball team if we're following the canon of Looney Tunes. Like as far right. as like who these characters are to each yeah. other in their own canon. Or like like, like Tweety and um Sylvester. Sylvester. Right. That's like they do play together. Fine. Sylvester tries to eat Tweety like once, but But I would say it's that fine. was that was at least they were trying. That's how I felt with that. That gotcha. they were trying to acknowledge this relationship that Sylvester and Tweety had. But like had. Elmer Fudd and Bugs Bunny. Yeah. yeah like there's no fun. hint of Elmer Fudd trying to yeah. kill Bugs Bunny. Only, yeah. Only yeah. before the monsters show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Monsters. So. Uh, it's like they're playing. It's almost like. Uh, why can't I think of what movie? I'm. Uh, it's like uh, Roger Rabbit. Yes. Um, which is, if anyone's real good. Sorry. That's not. I'm stealing. I'm not stealing that. <laughs> not my real good. But you can have it. Uh, it's. It's like that breakout moment from the cartoon in at the beginning of Roger Rabbit when yeah. you're like you're watching the cartoon and then you realize oh everyone knows this is a cartoon mm-hmm. and it's kind they're of they're like all that playing this, parts but that's the they thing. don't really allude to that too much like it's not too much no no they kind of do when they have a town meeting and mm-hmm. the kids uh, start watching yeah the kids are watching the cartoon and all of a sudden the like, cartoon characters go? leave the screen yeah but. I think that's one of those parts where they don't lean into that enough to let you know what this world is like. I think yeah. they they don't lean into a lot of anything because if they a lot of this movie is skipping explanations and I think yeah. they kind of had mm-hmm. to. Yeah, I I well, I don't know, had to. I think yeah. We uh, this is going to sound stupid when I say it and I mm-hmm. and I understand that, but we had not yet had our minds expanded by the Marvel Cinematic Universe to know that like you can play off characters in mm-hmm. this way and make it work. But we did have we did have Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. We did, but and that, also, like, that had the same thing that Matt's talking about that like oh there's this world where there are cartoons, but then we pull back and the cartoons are even different characters. Right. Where Elmer Fudd is not really Elmer Fudd and, you know, it's... Yeah, but they did have, like, I mean, I guess this was only with Bugs and Daffy who are different, like, tentpole characters. Sure. But, like, there were conversations between Bugs and Daffy talking about, like, oh, have you ever gotten any of the royalties from any of this this merchandise or right. anything like that? Yeah. Like, they're very aware that they are cartoons. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Bugs and Daffy might be the only ones that talk to the screen in even the old Chuck Jones era. Maybe. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, maybe. Elmer Fudd does. Does he? And he tells you to be very quiet. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> I'm hunting well. That's good job. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good call. So a lot of them did. Anyway, I. Yeah. I. I think this movie is a good movie. I think it's yeah. We a, got him. A yes! decent. <laughs> I think it's a decent children's movie. I do have some problems with it yeah. that mm-hmm. are like. The whole cockamamie scheme to get them to play basketball, I feel like, was lazy. Um, oh, also, yeah. No, totally. Like, like, <laughs> I – yeah, continue your thought, but I have a, a pin for that one. Well, it's, I have it's, something to say about that. It, there, there's a couple things. One, it paints the Looney Tunes in a non-heroic way, which I don't appreciate because I think gotcha. they were trying to say, oh, they're clever – but to me, it read as they're trying to take advantage of these little guys. Who are trying to abduct them. Yeah, but they're not taking them seriously. I mean, they are. I don't know. There was something weird about it that it's, I, I don't know. They were, it was so, It was weird. It, gotcha. I didn't, it didn't sit well with me. Hmm. It just okay. reminded me of, one of my, like, this is a, a total like fan theory type thing that I saw on Twitter once. And I was like, that's so good. Uh, someone said the reason Marvin the Martian is the ref in the game is because he has to stay impartial because he's both alien and Looney Tune. Yeah, well, one of the apparently I read in the trivia like one of the uh, initial like uh, versions of the script 
it was Marvin the Martian and his friends that oh. they were that they were like doing a basketball tournament against. I actually would have preferred with. that. Yeah, that's, I, I would that, uh, like even yeah. though I thought all of the little monsters were adorable and oh, like especially so the what it one was really <laughs> cute. Um, but then you go on to later. I also didn't like that they basically. I know that they didn't use steroids, <laughs> but the allusion to the fact that Michael Jordan is encouraging them to drink the magic juice to make themselves be better, I didn't like how that played out. I did not like the optics of it. There was something about it that just felt like they were willing to, completely willing to take the steroids or whatever was in Michael's secret stuff. Michael's, yeah. secret, Michael's secret stuff. Like, there was a lot in there that, like, I don't, I, it, how we're painting. It's weird because I <laughs> don't like stories that are necessarily hero versus villain because I don't think that exists mm-hmm. in the real world. I don't mm-hmm. think there are, except for one person who's in the White House right now, <laughs> I don't think that we have actual villains mm-hmm. or actual heroes. I think we have people. I think, yeah. And I think people do good and bad things. Sometimes the bad goes so far in one direction that it's, you know, that person gets painted as all bad. And sometimes the good goes in the other direction. And I think that we're all on a spectrum of good and bad. Mm-hmm. And so when you simplify those things down. But that being said, as it became confusing to me as to how to read the Looney Tunes, how to read... Like, am I supposed to be rooting for this moment or am I not supposed to be rooting for this moment? I don't quite understand where I where my how I'm supposed to feel about them. So that was that was just a a small moment. And in a kid's film, I guess it kind of was like, that's a little complex, maybe. But I don't know. Well, I also I think it's both maybe a little complex, but also they're going for your simple like. You like the Looney Tunes. You're going to root for them. Like, you know who they are. You don't know who these other guys are. Clearly, you know who to root for. Like, I think they're relying on kids just automatically siding with Bugs Bunny no matter what he does in most situations. Yeah, and they did, like, I don't know, I feel like they did try and do, the, like, the redeeming factor almost in that, like, oh, it wasn't these little minion monster aliens. It was the big bad corporation that is the bad one, which is, like, a little more, like, um, in the real world, is a little bit more fa- faceless, but like in this one, you had like a yeah. a mean, nasty Danny voice by Danny, Danny DeVito, DeVito. Yeah. Swackhammer. Yeah, is his name. That's Thank a you. Great name. Yeah. Um, and then like in the end, the little the little minion alien guys who are the monsters who are big realize like owned up their own power, and they're like, oh, we don't have to listen to you. Can we join the Looney Tunes? And that was like the kind of mm-hmm. saving grace of that. But also, I think that this is like. Not all kids' movies are like this, but a lot of them just tend to, like, go with the simple, straightforward, as Matt was saying, like, you like Bugs Bunny, yeah. you're going to root for him. Yeah. and like, I, Mickey Mouse is a jerk in a lot of, like, early yeah. Mickey Mouse cartoons. Yeah. yeah. You're, like, watching me, like, whoa, calm down, dude. Well, so He's is aggressive. Bugs Bunny. Like, yeah. But it, I don't know. There was something in this one that it didn't sit right for me. Gotcha. But I think, that all, I think it totally does make sense, too, because uh, at that point, you were, what? 29, not 29, sorry, 19 is what I meant to say. How the fuck old do you think (laughs) I am? You were 19. I was 19. Yes, is what I meant to say. Uh, (laughs) But that's not an age where you're watching a lot of the current crop of Looney Tunes cartoons, probably. Mm -hmm. So, like, me, I was like, I had watched the Chuck Jones stuff, but I had also just, like, I was watching whatever they were putting on Cartoon Network at the time. So, this was not too far removed from the current Looney Tunes things that you would see. Uh, And, I mean, 
a lot of the voices are different, which is strange, and I'm sure there's contractual things about that. Because... Well, they tried to get Chuck Jones's kid. Yeah, uh, and then well, no, Mel Blanc's kid. I'm sorry, Mel Blanc's kid. Yeah, yeah, Chuck Jones famously didn't like this movie. Had a lot to say about it, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they tried to get Mel Blanc's kid. Contract negotiations fell out, so they got I think three people. They got a bunch of people. Yeah, they, they got, got a bunch of people, which, which including like, Frank Welker. Frank Welker, yeah, of Frank course, Welker. he's the dog. the dog. But like, they got Billy West, who is he's, Fry on Futurama. He's Doug mm-hmm. Funny. He's everyone. He's he's the red M and M. He is the voice of Bugs Bunny, which he's been Bugs Bunny and a bunch of other things since then. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's a bunch of people in this movie who do the voices that don't do a bad job, but have like this is the only time they ever did the voices. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like Sylvester yeah. is Bill Farmer, who is the voice of Goofy. Wow. Um, and the very first thing Sylvester says in the movie, I was just like, oh, that's Goofy. <laughs> like, I think this is the first time I really noted that, but he says something and it's just like a like a gosh kind of moment and you're like, oh, that's, that's Goofy. The gosh. But yeah. yeah, like they, so I think they, that makes a lot of sense that things would seem a little off to Yeah, you. it seems like the, the dollar store brand of, you know, toy, of Transformer, I, GoBot, that it's like, yeah. it's not quite... Right. Yeah. I bet but if I, you went to watch like one of the more recent like Flintstones straight to DVD movies, you'd probably have a very similar thing of like that's not Fred Flintstone. Oh, no, actually, voice. I mean a perfect example is the Muppets. Yes. Oh, ugh, yes. Ah, don't get me started. Yeah. It, it, like, <laughs> there's a great Family Guy bit. I don't love everything that Family Guy does, but there are a few bits they have that are just great. And one of them is like, uh, "You're as like, you're as wrong as the new voice for Kermit." And it cuts to Kermit, and he's going, "Hi, I'm Kermit the Frog," mm-hmm. and it's like. It's just completely, you know. And now that's more accurate than ever. not to not to get too far oh. into that tangent. But I was watching James Corden recently, uh, and he was singing a Kermit the Frog, the the Kermit the Frog song. Kermit Connection. You'll he's singing, and he, oh, it's not even being green. Which no, one? it was Rainbow Connection. Oh, okay. But he did a really good job, James Corden. And then Kermit shows up, and I was like, No, James is a better Kermit than Kermit. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> Uh, it's, also, I think I've seen that. Yeah, I yeah. knew yeah. Kermit so much. Yeah, it's so like, but that feeling is the same feeling I had here. Is like, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, like so, I'm watching this and I'm kind of like, Whoa! and you know, but I had grown up also with Tiny Toons and Tasmania mm-hmm. and um, I Tasmania, uh, Chippendales Rescue Rangers, mm-hmm. and, you know, things like that. So even those voices had become cemented in my brain. And even Taz said a couple things in here, and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> Lemony fresh. Yeah, just not <laughs> quite there, but. At yeah. the same time, it's like you got to evolve, you got to change, yeah. and if you want these characters to grow, you got you're going to have to hire new voice actors. And oh, that's I'm just thinking so much about things I hate now. This is <laughs> this conversation has not been good, good for me. No, so the, it's, another it's small the name small of the podcast, tangent. Cat. There's Disney has recently done a thing that I hate, where they've uploaded like clips from like old Winnie the Pooh movies mm-hmm. and replaced all of the voices oh. with the newer voice actors. Oh. So you're watching like what? a clip from the classic Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh and you're like, something is slightly off. Having a nightmare. Yeah. It's so, yeah. it's like so, it's like, yeah, if you just went back to watch like Snow White and they had redubbed everything with someone who sounds almost the same. Fucking Winnie the Pooh special editions over here. Yeah. that Yeah. It's like George Lucas was like, yeah, Winnie the Pooh needs to sound better now. Ah, I'm done. Sorry. No. <laughs> that's, I, a, that's a thing that doesn't bother me as much because like in the theme parks, it's the same. So I, I'm like, yeah, man, that whatever. Makes sense. Like, it was just the, the voice of Woody is uh, uh, Tom. Colin Hanks. Not Colin Hanks. Uh, it's Tom Hanks' brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who's the voice of the giraffe? Because I. The fuck? Yeah. Tom Hanks' brother does all of his toys and video <laughs> yeah. games. And 
and like parade and like my voiceover. mind is blown right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I had he looks no also idea. a lot like Tom Hanks, so it's very good. Oh my you god! Like, I mean, it and actually sounds very good. It's just slightly off. You're just like, wait a second. Well, they must not have had the processing the same as the movie studio had. Or right. Something. No. Yeah. It just is a little off. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, it, I so think it, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm like, that's fine. It bothered me because I went on YouTube to like look up a specific clip of Winnie the Pooh. And I was like, oh, Disney uploaded it. Great. It's like an official high res copy of this scene. And I go to watch it and I'm like, Some, something's wrong. <laughs> Some, <laughs> what is wrong? I was like, oh, that's Jim Cummings doing the voice. And that's that. Mm, I no. like Jim Cummings oh, though. He's I great. like Jim Cummings doing the voice now. He's a great Winnie the Pooh. He is not the original Winnie the Pooh, if, so it seems weird. And it's, it's weird too because, like, if I wanted whatever. to see, like, if I'm going to look up an old classic thing, yes, I'm wanting to see that old classic thing, and I want to see the choices that were made. And I, but I mean, I don't know. I'm such a like I'm into I'm such into film preservation yeah. that I hate it when like anything is even colorized. Because I'm like that takes away from the uh, the 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 uh, what do you call it when you bury something time capsule, capsule. takes well, away yeah. from the time capsule esqueness of it because then mm-hmm. you're like it creates confusion in people that watch it later if they're mm-hmm. you know well and I'm also totally okay if both versions exist like I oh have, sure I bought It's a Wonderful Life on Blu-ray it comes with a colorized version that I will never watch. But it also or even out of curiosity, maybe sometimes you watch one scene, right? You know, but so it's like that sort of thing of like, if the movie is only available in its changed state, a la Star Wars, like that's what makes people upset. Yes. Yep. So Space Jam is a movie. <laughs> Space, Space Jam that has not had any major revisions because yes. the animation yes. is still the same. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, I agree with Bill. I had some like the the animation looks weird. Yeah, it's not especially that it looks... in the arena. Yeah, the, the I, by crowd that time, scenes are like the 3D, oh, that's bizarre. Yeah, it's weird. They like the, just copy the and pasted people too. So you see like like twenty of the, like the big red monster character. And <laughs> Why wasn't he on the team? I don't know. I would have loved yeah. it. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> he might not have arms. I don't care. Sometimes, sometimes he He could dribble it with his head and his face. He has a name to it. I'm very upset. Also, Tweety's on the team. Please. Yeah, this is is a good. That would never happen in real life. But you saw what happened to Tweety and the little mouse guy. This is true. They both get destroyed. The little mouse guy was that was so good. Perfect. It was so sad though. I wish maybe is his name. I don't know. I wish that like I had been more into sports as a kid because mm-hmm. I think I really would have. Well, even at nineteen, I think I would have enjoyed this if I was into sports. Yeah, yeah. Like I could see like seeing you know your heroes up there as being something really cool. Also, like it was weird because I watched this and then the next night I listened to a podcast about Michael Jordan, and a lot of things connected for me. You know, uh, his connection to his father, and then his father was murdered. Mm-hmm. Ugh, like, yeah. I had no idea yeah. that his father was murdered. Mm-hmm. And uh, An Awful story. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, it's terrible. And so it made that even, when I think back about it, it makes it more poignant. I really like that opening scene where he's shooting baskets out in the, yeah. uh, the backyard, and his dad's like this super nice guy. I have a problem with that scene because that kid is dressed like he lives in 1996. Oh sure, yeah. That's, <laughs> that kid is wearing like a baggy striped shirt, and Fine. I'm just like, oh yeah, no, that kid's in 1996. That right would now. not yeah. have been in the 60s. No, but like, I liked the interaction between them. Um, I liked that the dad's like, you should be in bed, and then he's like, all right, keep shooting till you miss, and I was yeah. like, that's cool. Like, it's yeah. nice to see. We were talking about it on Mac and Me that it's nice to see a group of people who like each other. 
Yeah, to mm-hmm. see nice family interaction. Yeah, to see nice family. It's something that, especially once you get into the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. 2000s, you don't see it as much of anymore. It's about that dysfunction. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. this turn. Well, I mean, I would really say, like, um, all in the family, right? Archie Bunker and everything. You started to have that dysfunctional asshole. No, it's shit. It goes all the way back to the honeymooners. Never mind. It's <laughs> like, it, yeah, just. Well, it's gone. Uh, but. It, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's a whole other side episode of this podcast is talking about like that sort of dynamic. But I think the honeymooners didn't portray it necessarily like he was an asshole. All in the family lean into like, yes, we all know he's an asshole. Yes, <laughs> like everyone in like in the show also knows he's terrible, and that was part of the joke. Right, is that he is terrible, and then it became, but then it became questionable as to whose side you're on with like uh, married with children. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. things like that. And I so- think Married with Children is a good one to point to, along with like the Simpsons, of like this very, very flawed family dynamic that we're laughing at and with. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. sort of like that early Fox show kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it was. I mean, that Married with Children was their flagship along with yeah. the Tracy Ullman show, which is where the Simpsons came from. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's all of that. So again, watching this, it was really great. And I liked seeing Michael Jordan with his family. And fake like, family. Well, yeah, it was family. not his real family, but it's a movie for God's sakes. But I, I have a problem the, with that. When like, I don't know how many days or hours this movie is supposed to take place over because it's kind of oh yeah, that was weird. Washy. <laughs> it's about, like uh, I did the math. Like I watched it and I like yeah. checked it, and I think it was like two full. Like two nights. Okay, why is his well, wife not from, worried about where yeah, he is? I know that's why I checked because this, I like I was like. Two nights from the time that he gets like sucked into the right because it's in the like middle of the day he gets sucked down green. The yeah. next day Wayne Knight's still looking for him, so that's at least like one twenty-four hour period. Yeah, and then that night is when the Looney Tunes go and get his jersey. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then they are he's at he's and then like, he goes back in with Wayne Knight, and then so like the next day is when they play. Okay, and he comes so back like and it's night. Days. It's like it's like dusk. All right, when so he his comes back, wife yeah. definitely should have been like. Hey, why didn't Michael come back from playing golf? Yeah. Hey, friends, why didn't you tell me my husband disappeared? Yeah, and like, and they Wayne just sort Knight of drive the, off. Wayne Knight is the only <laughs> one that's concerned, right? Like yeah. Bill Murray and oh, yeah. um, and, Bill and Murray Larry were really like, it's fine. He thought he was just trying to get away from Wayne Knight. Yeah. Well, when they're walking away, too, he says something to Larry Bird where he's like, "I'm just gonna put us down for a two back there. We were too emotionally distraught to putt." <laughs> like. <laughs> It was, it was very weird. It was like, funny, but yeah, weird. Yeah, it was very weird. at the very end of the movie, like, the kids have known about this because they run into Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, and they're like, don't tell anybody. Your dad's helping us play a basketball game. And they're like, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah. Like, the kids are all in. And then at the very end, they say something in front of their mom about, like, oh, he's probably finishing his other game. And she's like, yeah. what other game? Yeah. yeah. It's like, we should have other questions. If yes. there, if uh, just for, for all you kids listening, if a cartoon rabbit or anyone, for that matter, tells you not to worry about where your parents are and don't tell anyone, yeah. you just need to give go, me your dad's shorts and leave me you, alone. You need to tell someone right now, even if you recognize that cartoon, rabbit. yes, you you need to tell someone because something bad has happened. And for you know, frankly, something bad has happened. Also, also maybe like PSA to every adult, like if if another adult goes missing, <laughs> yeah, you know, like in the middle of a golf green course thing, maybe be concerned. But also, if your husband is missing for two days and no one talks about it, like mm, also be concerned. <laughs> yeah. 
why so there are not cops all that was over something his house? Also, I don't know. When that person is Michael Jordan yeah. and he goes missing, <laughs> like the world wouldn't be freaking out. Well, there yeah. is that is why one one of my many notes or one of my few notes is yeah. why does no one notice or yeah. care that Michael Jordan is the most missing? famous man that's, in the world at the time disappeared. That's not just what people aren't freaking out about, though, and that's what I. What about we, those sponsorships? What man? about the aliens? Who come to Earth? On well, we the don't search. really get to see. Well, they're in the center of the. That's the one thing that I missed from my uh, my summary or synopsis or whatever is that the center of the Earth is Looney Tunes yes, land at the core of Earth. At the yeah. core, of just Earth below is, the mantle, so is a juicy nugget of Looney Tunes. Only the Looney Tunes knew that the aliens were there until the very, very end. No, the, yeah. all the people at the baseball game saw the ship, but they were at like, the very end. That? In the beginning, oh, at the, no, beginning, in the beginning, it flies over. Oh, and I forgot about that part. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah you're right. but like. I mean, cell phones weren't didn't have cameras back then. No, no one had a picture of that spaceship and could say it happened. Yeah. That was uh, mass hysteria. Also, yeah. Michael Jordan was playing baseball. Come on. Okay, Who here's another thing on? that I really liked: <laughs> the world's upside down. <laughs> I like it. Dogs and cats sleeping together. <laughs> we all just found out that Jason Reitman is going to do the new uh, Ghostbusters, and Three. I am fucking terrified. Um, I'm, I'm so, not even terrified. I don't care. I'm I think. so mad at what the internet's going to be. But you know what didn't exist as strongly in 1996 is social media. So let's talk about Space Jam. Okay. Well, that's what part of like also why it would have taken longer to find out Michael Jordan was missing. That's true. <laughs> because there was the, yeah. the immediateness. I don't know, that. man. I would have gotten oh, no. that. It would have at least come out in two days. It, it would have like appeared in my... Of... Remember when OJ was, you know, leading his chase? Yep. Yes. Yeah. That was immediate. Like all of that, yeah. I, I feel like if Michael Jordan turned up missing, that would have been pretty immediate on the news, I'm maybe just, even breaking. I'm yeah, just especially to in a public area, right? Also, like Wayne Knight and Bill Murray would have gone to jail, or, or at least been like questioned. Yeah. What did you <laughs> like, do yeah. with oh, Michael Knight. Jordan? Did you bury Michael Jordan in the golf course? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, something. Let's see what that picture looks like. <laughs> but I, I really also appreciated. Kind of wanted them to run more with it. That. Like everybody's adoration of Michael Jordan, especially on the 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 first laugh out loud moment I had, where I was like, "Oh, maybe this movie is not going to be so bad," mm-hmm. was when uh, one of his uh, teammates goes, <laughs> uh, "Looks good in that uniform." Yeah, you can't teach that. Like <laughs> that was so yeah. funny. And then one of the other teammates says, like, after he strikes out, he's like, "Man, when you strike out, you make it look good. When I strike out, it doesn't look like that." Yeah. yeah. Like it, it, and I like that the catcher is feeding him what the. Thanks like, so much for signing up that basketball for my yeah. kids. I learned from the director's commentary that was based on a true story. Uh, originally, they were going to have it be uh, that the umpire was just going to call a ball, mm-hmm. like no matter what was thrown so that he could just walk and uh one of the producers or something like that was like that doesn't seem really believable that the ump would do that and michael jordan happened to be in the room and was like well it's not as like ridiculous as some things that actually happened and they're like oh what happened he's like once i signed signed a basketball for one of the other team's players and then he gave me all of the calls for the pitches (laughs) and they're like oh what what happened he's like oh i struck out anyways (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah it was like it's exactly what happened in the movie was like, this whole film is based on true story. Yeah, it's a documentary. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's a documentary. This is actually what happened. Yeah. You just watched, like, the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. I enjoyed that, though. I Like, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed how perplexed he was. He's just trying to go play a sport, but he is, you know, the most famous athlete in the world at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people view him as a, uh, 
as this bigger than life hero. Like it's not just, and that's, it's one of the reasons I don't like a lot of team sports is because you, you lionize this, this thing, whether it be a team or whether it be a player and they become bigger than life to you. And, and so that has always weirded me out even when I was a kid, but I liked seeing that moment in here. I liked seeing them treat him so differently and, and just everybody being in awe of him wherever he went. Actually, the only person I didn't like that from was Wayne Knight. I thought he was a little too over the top. Yeah. A little bit much. Really? I love heavy handed. Well, yeah. I love Wayne Knight in every moment of this, except the moment when he's dropping him off at home. Yes. And he's trying to like, you want me to come in? You want me to help? You want me to do this? I'm just like, oh, that feels like the cart that like this get this makes sense. It feels like a very cartoonish performance yeah. of like Everyone else in this, it felt like, oh, that's probably how people actually treat Michael Jordan. Yeah. Whereas this one felt like, why did anyone let that man this close alone yeah. with Michael Jordan? Yes. Why did anyone let that man drive Michael Jordan? In yeah. that car. That is not a trustworthy <laughs> man. Yeah. Nope. yeah. I think they were trying to, let, let's be honest, Michael Jordan was such a figure at the time that the way they sort of portray his life was a way to, I think, make him more relatable. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. certainly Michael yeah, Jordan. That light, yeah. nice normal house. Yeah, that yeah. Nice that's house. definitely not his real that house. You could, house. Uh, that a you could dog see from that the could street. take him out. I'm like, mm, A mm. house that didn't have a gate around it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just my house. Yeah, yeah. no, that is, that is not your house. Yeah. And Wayne Knight being the person who drive him home, where it's like, no, you would have. Yeah, the assistant for the owner of the minor league baseball team or yeah. whatever it yeah. is, is the guy who gets to drive Michael Jordan home. Yeah. And, and not, he doesn't have yeah. a jet to just fly him from the baseball stadium. <laughs> yeah, he's probably got a personal chopper. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. Um, yeah, it, it, it was weird. I expected for this movie to be painful to me in the way mm-hmm. that, like, Super Mario Brothers is painful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or the way, you know, other things we've watched from that 90s era really affect me badly. But at the end of the day, I... I don't know. I got a lot of warmth from this. Yeah. I don't, the the weird voices to the Looney Tunes cut me out and I don't appreciate how some of the the simplicities of the story and plot were handled, like the whole basketball thing. I would just, I, I, I would have preferred it that Marvin the Martian came down with all of the villain tiny, or the villain tunes, the villain Looney Tunes, mm-hmm. and then they had to fight. I think that might've been yeah. a little more fun. Um, I don't like how, and this is true of the Chuck Jones era. I'm not stupid, but I don't like the sexuality of Lola Bunny. Um, or is that her name? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They they really overly sexualize her in a way that I was like, whoa, okay. But I don't know. I I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I think childhood Matt had a crush on Lola Bunny. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. For me too. It's like her and Roxanne from a Goofy movie. Like two of my early crushes. I'm there. Yeah. I I can. I can I mean, I can I'm see just, that. Yeah. I'm not ashamed. Uh, <laughs> Listen, Robin Hood of uh, Disney's yeah, Robin Hood yeah. is a very common crush yeah. for most women. Yeah. It's fine. My childhood crushes were like those two and like Wednesday Adams. So I don't know what that says about me, <laughs> but it can't be great. It says that you're probably a cool dude. <laughs> Goth but cute. Hey, yeah. Well, there's like uh, I don't remember her name anymore, but the the female rescue ranger, when gadget, I was gadget, little, gadget, gadget. We were all racing for that one. Yeah, <laughs> I I had a crush on her. Like so, it's like it's it's very common, but it, I mean, it has to do with how she's drawn, how she's portrayed, everything. So it's it's all there. But I tried to start a hashtag once on Instagram. It did not take off. Uh, <laughs> hashtag TCT, which was Tune Crush Tuesday. <laughs> 
where people post pictures of their tune crushes. I feel like that could get out of hand in a bad way. Oh, yeah. It is. It's called deviant art. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to go for the more wholesome version. Okay. Uh, So, one thing that I think sort of drives, I want to say, I don't want to say rage, but drives my anger about this movie. And it has to do with who's top build in this. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You you had the same problem before. With Mac and me. Uh, yeah, I had the same problem with Mac and me, so I'm glad you guys remembered that. Where <laughs> Ronald McDonald is mentioned as or cast as himself, yeah. right? The mm-hmm. on the DVD and you know the opening, the two names you see first are Michael Jordan, which is correct, and Bugs Bunny, which is a fictional character. <laughs> and I get that, I get that Bugs Bunny is such an icon, but uh, I had long ago read this interview with Billy West, the voice of Bugs Bunny and so many other characters about sort of the treatment of the voice actors in this movie, mm. and it was not great. Uh, he does seem snarky on the commentary. I will B- Billy West know. is a very snarky guy. I'll, he doesn't I'll seem say like that. a fun, chill hangout he, guy. He, he's, he's, a, he's up a notch. He's kind of at a 10. But, you know, I love his work, and talking about this movie, the opening credits where we, we see that full song and that montage of, montage of Michael Jordan's career none of the voice actors are named. Right. And mm. at the end credits, the voice actors are named after, like, security guard number four. And mm-hmm. I, I had learned that uh, when they premiered this movie, you know, they had the big red carpet premiere, and it's like, here's everyone, here's Michael Jordan, and here's Muggsy Bogues. You know, they're stars. The voice actors weren't there. Mm. They were told to go to another theater. Oh. oh. And the guy who played, huh. played Porky Pig was very beside himself. Because he was like, oh, I'm in the movie. Like, no, you're not on this list. You go to this theater across the street Aww. for your premiere. I That's... hate the treatment of voiceover actors Like yeah. for so long, up until like relatively, like the last couple of years have gotten a little bit better. I'm going to say that I am very thankful for the fact that I, I have very clear memory of seeing this photo from the Christopher Robin uh, premiere mm-hmm. of like Ewan McGregor and Jim Cummings on the red carpet together, like it's... taking pictures. Oh. And I was like, yes. That yes, I, I think mm-hmm. part of it is is that there's been more crossover between voice actors and regular actors lately. So like we think of Ducktales, where it's Danny Pudi, Ben Schwartz, and David, David Tennant. Tennant. You know, yeah. the, and Bobby Monahan. Mm-hmm. Wait, was Bobby Monahan that one? Yeah. He's definitely yeah. in We We Three Bears or whatever. Yeah, but there's, he's, there's yeah, he's, the, yeah the voice actors now are more like they you know who they are just by their picture. Well, and that I mean to be fair, like the what we got of that in the '90s was. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams is the genie. Mm-hmm. Everyone else doesn't get their faces yeah. mentioned. Like there was yeah. like one person per movie who was like, you know that guy? That's the one we're selling this movie on. Mm-hmm. Where it wasn't like uh, Scott Winger as Aladdin. Everyone look at it. it's Scott. Lion King <laughs> was a little better at that. <laughs> yeah, because you have Matthew Full Broderick. House. I think that I think it was one of the Matthew first Broderick. times with, with Lion King where it was like that was a stacked cast. Though. That it was. was that was a huge cast. You had Jeremy Irons, JTT, Nathan Lane, Lady and the Tramp is one of the first times they ever had. Who the hell Celebrity. was in Lady and the Tramp? I, you're, uh, mm, Lady, uh, not Lady. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the Tramp. Are you talking about Peggy Lee? <laughs> yes, Peggy Lee. But she just did the. She didn't do Lady. She was the. No, I'm, yeah, sorry. That's I didn't mean to say Lady. I was saying she is a lady. Uh, oh, Peggy gotcha. Lee is who I was pulling, trying to pull of a yeah. like one of the earliest celebrities that they used for like, yeah. their celebrity power to say, "Look at we have this famous person." Yeah, in and our then cartoon. and then release that song independently, which is great. Yeah, 
Right, but I would say that, you know, The Lion King was one of the the first ones that was really huge, like a really stacked cast. Then uh, I also listened to a podcast about Elton John lately and how much he made off of, holy crap, that he made a (laughs) lot of money. Yeah. Um, But regardless, like, I agree. I think that the treatment of voice actors has always been poor. They imbue the the characters with such life. Mm Mm-hmm. That without them, if you didn't have good voice actors, you would have nothing. I mean, even more recently, I mean, talking about that crossover, and this is a complete digression of what, whatever, but like... That's our brand. Personally, (laughs) as someone who like has a deep love for animation and like the craft of voice acting, I am a little annoyed at how like common it is to take big name actors and just cast them in roles Mm -hmm. so that they sound exactly the same. Well, also because... What usually ends up happening then is when those people go on talk shows and talk about being in these movies. There's, I remember specifically there's a quote from Chris Rock that he's like, oh, yeah, voice acting is the easiest thing in the world. I just show up in my sweatpants and talk into a microphone for two hours. And I uh, – uh, Come on, Chris. Rob, Rob Paulson, who is the voice actor behind like Pinky from Pinky and the Brain and Yakko uh, from uh, Animaniacs and a bunch of other people again – because these guys do a thousand credits on mm-hmm. IMDb. Yeah. Um, any anytime like he has a whole podcast about voice acting, and that quote has come up so many times as like a point of frustration mm-hmm. for voice actors when celebrities are cast and then make it sound like voice acting is the easiest job in the world. Because yeah, some celebrities are cast as like just come in, be yourself. But then a lot of celebrities, I think lately, especially we've been talking about kind of this has been a transitional period a little bit. I think have devoted themselves to more of the art of it. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. things like The Incredibles is like uh, an all-star cast, mm-hmm. but they're not pitching that movie as like Holly Hunter in The Incredibles yeah. or Craig T. Mm-hmm. Nelson. It's like no, like they're the ones for the job, and they're yeah. acting the roles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of Bob's Burgers as those actors that we could probably identify for the mo- like Bill Hader is an incredible voice actor and yeah. he, he mm-hmm. inhabits the characters um, and I, yeah the same with Ben Schwartz and Robin Williams even had enough he had a giant range he was not gonna just be Robin Williams well well I mean Robin Williams <laughs> he's not just gonna be like hey I'm Robin Williams I'm Robin Williams yeah, he's not like stand up Robin Williams yeah. he is like character Robin yes. Williams yeah. but I yeah, don't know I think, there's yeah. a but there's a thing too that like I I'm torn on because while I think Bradley Cooper does a perfectly fine job as Rocket Raccoon, I, I don't think he was necessarily the He's best not. choice for that. He's a weird choice for that, but I do I agree think, that he does a very good job. I think that, like, normally I would say that that was, like, a not good choice, but I think that he committed and, like, his voice sounds very different and, like, he clearly crafted something a little it bit. It does, but it's still, so like... I'm, I'm more okay with it. I, I had heard that they had gone through a lot of people before they got to Really? Him. Yeah. yeah. Like, he that, was not... That's it, weird. But it does seem like one of those things that you could hire, like, a D. Bradley Baker, Frank Welker, Billy West to, like, do Troy a Baker, good... Yeah. yeah, like, one of these people and it's like, oh, yeah, no, they do a great job, too. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's weird that you went for that sort of star power. It's also weird that there are Especially two that people movie. playing that character. Right, yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a very Darth Vader situation. Where you but even weirder cuz it's like someone's in a green suit on set playing Rocket Raccoon and then later on Bradley Cooper's going to do the voiceover. Yeah. It's yeah. very Which weird. is also interesting because a lot of voice voiceover actors that do video games are now very skilled at motion capture. Yeah. So like you probably could have just cast one person who was very talented at both of those. Just have things. Andy Serkis play Rocket Raccoon. 
Let's have Andy Serkis play everyone. Everyone. And, in every movie. <laughs> Secret is, he does. Well, that's Ooh. actually a good point. He is Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Space Uh-oh. Jam 2 will just be... Just like, Andy Le- Serkis. They're like, LeBron James isn't a great actor. Andy Serkis, can you do motion capture for LeBron James? <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> we haven't even talked about Space Jam 2. We'll get there, I hope. Is it your Maybe. real good? Well, we've, well, it doesn't exist yet. We're, yeah. uh, we're, we're at the point where we need to transition here. Okay. But so do we want to talk about the, the, the kernel of... It's not even really a thing yet? That's because it hasn't gone before cameras, but we've got Space there's Jam a, 2 coming. There's a teaser image that Ryan Coogler is producing, a LeBron James starring uh, Space Jam 2. That's as much as we know about it. And they've been kicking this idea around, like, at least... It, it's been on the internet for a while. For, like, about, four or five years, ever yeah. since, like... Mm, I would say, like, there were talks about doing Space Jam 2 since, like, after Space Jam 1 well, came out. Like, we, we, we shared a link. Oh, yeah. Because after Space Jam, I think seven years later, they did Looney Tunes Back in Action, mm-hmm. which I think was supposed to be a relaunch of Looney Tunes, yeah. and it was a flop. Yeah. None of us have seen it. Um, I've seen one Future scene Real Bad, from possibly. it. That's it. Oh, uh, yeah. I've never seen it. And, look, I love... Brendan Fraser. Love him. I, I really do. He's been in a lot of shit, though. I don't care. It's never his fault. <laughs> like, it's not his fault. true. You know, yeah, he puts his heart in he WD does. right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, I, and George of the uh, Jungle. Oh, man. Put his heart and body. Holy crap. That man was ripped in that movie. <laughs> he was ripped for that in Encino, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and The Mummy. But for, it, The Mummy, stuff. which is a goddamn classic. <laughs> if you haven't seen The Mummy, you go see The Mummy. Go All rent one it. of them. It's on Netflix now. Yes, only the first one. Don't, don't do any else. Just watch that first one. It's a freaking great movie. Yeah. Uh, but so, so Back in Action comes out. Back in Action was a flop, and what we had learned about this is a recent internet it, news. This article thing. like just came out like yeah. a week or two ago. Uh, if this movie had been successful, they had a to- approached Tony Hawk. This is two thousand three. They approached Tony Hawk about so doing... right at the height of the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater video yeah. game. No, this is way after. No, no, those games were still pretty popular. Yeah, the, not I the was... peak though. It was. It was around. Th- I think it was the third game had just come out. No, it would have been the fifth or probably would have been the fifth. Yeah, because Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two was big in ninety nine, two thousand. Uh, I know because that's what I did instead of doing homework in college. Mm, yep. um, and then uh, three came out and it was still for the PS two. Um, and then four, it would have been four or five, but I remember they were still going strong. And then it, five wasn't I think numbered. I think it was yeah, just it was like underground. Yeah. And that's when it started to slip to because yeah, they did a whole bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. And I remember having the controller going, I don't know how to play this game anymore. <laughs> but yeah, they were going to make skate jam. Yeah. Was essentially the plan, <laughs> which I, I tweeted about this the other day and what? like I tweeted out space jam's a weird name for space jam, right? Because yeah, what is the, what does space jam mean? But skate jam <laughs> is also jam. very weird. I don't yeah, know what's I feel weirder. like it would be space skate or something. Right. Like jam is like the closest thing to a basketball reference in the title yeah. of this movie. Thrash jam. Ugh, these are all. Ew. I'm sure we're kicked around. Gleaming the jam. Space jam 2. <laughs> Just space jam 2. For those of you who don't know, that movie had Tony Hawk in it. It oh, did. Jam- yeah. Yeah. And he had the be- it was a great laugh moment in there I with Tony Hawk. Never heard this movie. Oh, I'm going to have to find it for you. <laughs> That's okay. But no, it's good. It's a very <laughs> I like it. I think it's a it's a good crappy movie. I love that this podcast has basically been talking about other movies. Well, there's not it's that's a, what happens when you have a movie that is it's just fine. kind of yeah, fine. This movie's fine. Well, uh, I think and all of our tangents have also been uh connected at least yeah. <laughs> more so than other episodes we've done. Uh one last note about that you were just talking about the sequel stuff. Uh 
on the director's commentary, both that so the part of the commentary is from the point of view of Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Parts of the commentary are from Billy West and Dee Bradley Baker, who are the voices mm. of those two characters. And then other parts of the commentary, the director chimes in. It's very clear that none of this was done all like at the same time or <laughs> with how these things would be edited together. Right. Because the director is often talking about something that happened six scenes ago. It's very bad. But in that, they all lament the fact that they didn't get to do a sequel. Because I think they all thought that there was enough material or enough, like, positive reception from like the kids I guess maybe not the critics well the movie was successful though yeah and like the director he was like a commercial director and a music video director yeah and like got the job because he had previously directed the like McDonald's or Nike ads or whatever where Michael Jordan and uh, Bugs Bunny were interacting which was yep. basically yeah. the whole reason this movie exists yes the prequel yeah the prequel <laughs> was some commercials mm-hmm. and they were making this movie and planning on making it and then they were like we, they couldn't find a director like they couldn't that they were happy with. What about the guy who already made it? Right. <laughs> Essentially, they were like, "Well, that guy shot some commercials already that worked. Let's just have him do it." Um, but last kernel little of knowledge here from the director's commentary is there's a fantastic part where he's talking about the way they shot this movie and certain choices they made to make the it seem more realistic and a better movie overall. And while doing that. He puts down 2001 A Space Odyssey. I have to go now. (laughs) For their lack of realism in certain scenes. (laughs) And so he's like praising himself and the choices he made in making Space Jam, which, dude, I love your movie. But to put down 2001 in the same breath is maybe not the best way to make your argument. Do you th- also, do for the you... listeners, uh, Nick is currently just like... Melting? In, like, like melt. frozen, shocked, what Do you face? think that the director it's knew great. 25 years from his movie being made that he was just going to just piss someone off? That's why he did it. <laughs> I don't know, because he, he's putting down... Like, the main moment in 2001 the Space Odyssey that he's putting down <laughs> is the, uh, the moment where the uh, flight attendant has to grab the floating pen out of the air, and it's stuck the way they achieve the illusion spoilers is it's stuck to a piece of plexiglass and so she like grabs it and it he's putting down the fact that you can tell it was stuck to something and like it feels like a thing that he was just mad about separately but he brings it into the conversation to say that like we didn't do dumb stuff like that. Oh my god! Also, yeah. the listeners, Nick just uh, face pumped <laughs> and is pinching his nose, his the bridge of his nose. Yeah, it's great. like the kid in Dazed and Confused. <laughs> this guy's giving me a headache. <laughs> First of all, it's you know we need to say f- f- disclo- full disclosure. Two thousand one: A Space Odyssey is my favorite film. I think it is, in my opinion, it is the greatest film ever made. So. This is like a kick to the balls <laughs> for anyone to say, we didn't do anything stupid like that goddamn movie 2001 A Space Odyssey. We made Space Jam. We made Space Jam. <laughs> There's even a nod to 2001 in this movie. The obelisk. Or, um, the is, monolith. The monolith yeah. is there in uh, the opening. It, when there's going past stuff, it's like in the lower corner. Uh, so you can see it. 2001's great. Yeah. What I, the fucking hell? The, the, they revolutionized how they did special effects. You couldn't have Star Wars without what Doug Trumbull did in 2001 A Space Odyssey. And the, the effects in 2001 A Space Odyssey look better than the effects in Star Wars because they they did things on the original negative. They didn't make work prints. This is a, 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 a 
Oh, <laughs> Nick is broken. <laughs> I broke Nick. <laughs> or you I didn't? Uh, Joe Pitka <laughs> broke Nick. <laughs> Joe Pitka, let's sit down and watch 2001 A Space Odyssey together because I feel like <laughs> you need someone to talk you through it. <laughs> Space, I gave your film a lot of credit. I think it's pretty good for a Michael Jordan starring movie about basketball playing aliens. 2001, A Space Jam. (laughs) But you you can't throw... (sighs) So anyway, (laughs) time to move on. Otherwise, I'm going to have a stroke. (laughs) it's time to move on to how we would fix this. I'm glad I saved that for the end. Yeah, that was yeah. great. <laughs> it was it was great. Um, I I'll start because mine really I I would like a little bit more just plot uh, streamlining mm-hmm. of I don't I, I just felt like the whole basketball thing was a just very lazily added in there as a way to this is how we're gonna get Michael Jordan you know and I <laughs> I don't think we needed that I also would have liked to have seen. Michael Jordan do more talking to the team and and building them up and getting them ready for, you know, turning them around and getting them to win the big game as opposed to it just, I don't know, it just seemed a little too easy by the end. And then him doing the- power was inside of you the whole time. Yeah, and then him doing the stretchy arm thing. I'm kind of like, ah, well, you know, he's also the greatest basketball player. So, you know, I don't know. There are things like that. Just little things, though. Like, I think for a children's movie- this was really cool. And I wish if I if I liked sports, I would have enjoyed it more because I would have seen so many heroes out there. But I knew all of these people, obviously, from just, you know, paying attention. I knew of Patrick Ewing. I knew of Larry Bird. I knew of Michael Jordan. Like, Sorry, I get Sean it. Sean Bradley. I knew I did not <laughs> know. Of, I, I did not know of Sean Bradley. Um, Sorry, Muggsy Bogues. I also did not know who Muggsy Bogues was. Uh, I knew who he was just because the Hornets were a cool team. They were <laughs> 90s because cool they were purple and teal. Were they Charlotte Hornets? <laughs> yeah. See, I knew that. Great. Now okay. they're Pelicans or something. But Marianne, how would you fix or would you? What's your fix? Do you have a fix? I do. So the thing that bothers me the most of this movie is how poorly the non-Looney Tunes animation like aged Mm. so personally if it were me like i get what they were trying to do of like distinguishing the way that the animation style was done to say like alien versus looney tunes right i think Mm -hmm. that it would have been better with just a different style of animation as opposed to like completely like going from a 2d to more 3d Mm. so that Mm -hmm. that's my like aesthetic fix sure um i think that this movie i kind of almost feel the opposite of you Nick and that like I feel that this movie was missing a lot of like Looney Tunes moments that oh I don't disagree with that okay great that's what I would like improve upon because like you had a little bit of like Daffy Bugs interaction when they went to like go get Michael Jordan's basketball shorts and then but that was very very sparse and it wasn't really like I don't know, traditional Looney Tunes. And then you had a bunch of it in a short amount of time during the basketball game when, like, they drink um, Michael's magic stuff and then they start using their, like, Looney Tunes-ness and, like, tricks that they do, like, like, all the tricks that they have up their sleeve to, like, get a leg up on the game. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty much it. So, like, I would have liked to see 
more of those moments scattered throughout and I guess also integrate yeah integrate the basketball and the Looney Tunes a little bit more so that it makes more sense also more Bill Murray because he was not in there enough and I feel like I agree with that I feel like you probably could have removed Wayne Knight entirely and replaced him with Bill Murray oh but I love Wayne Knight like the presence I don't know I felt like he was very heavy handed and I would have preferred I don't know. I would have preferred Bill Murray. I, I think that's an interesting point because I would have liked them to just been golfing and he could have been talking to Bill Murray and Larry Bird about, yeah. you know, these things. And then after he left Larry Bird or after he gets pulled down, Larry Bird's just like, well, got to go. Yeah. And, and Bill Murray's, Murray's like, like, I got to find, find him. I got to find him. Like, I would have, I, I think I would have liked that more. I think because yeah, like, Wayne Knight was a little freaky. Yeah. Like, I don't think he was needed at all in the movie. I think he could have been cut out and it would have been fine. Yeah. He was a little upsetting. <laughs> I want to stand up for Wayne Knight. <laughs> Me too. I like Wayne Knight. <laughs> I also, I the night before like... I watched Space Jam, I watched Jurassic Park. So I'm, I'm just like on a Wayne Knight kick right <laughs> okay. now. I don't know what I'm going to watch tonight to keep that going. Because Seinfeld. Hello, Jerry. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm trying to think of a third movie with Wayne Knight, and I'm having trouble. I don't know. Third Rock from the Sun. Bill. Hi. How would you fix this? Um, Credit the credit the voice actors uh-huh. first. Yeah. Number one. Up yeah, there. me too. Because it's, it's Michael Jordan, Bugs Bunny, and... Uh, I think it was Teresa Randall played the wife of Michael Jordan in the movie was the second build actor. Yep. Which, you know, she has three lines. She did a great job, but so did Billy West. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. Dean Bradley Baker is just, I, I don't like that. And that's a personal gripe of me. I might be making a mountain out of molehill, but I don't care for that. So credit your actors where it's due. If they do more work than other actors, put them higher up in the billing, please. Uh, going back to Marianne's point earlier about the Marvin the Martian being a potential bad guy, that would have solved the sort of the stark contrast between the classic Looney Tunes and the aliens. That might yeah. have solved that problem if you just based it on currently existing villainous Looney Tunes. And yeah, I, was more... a ki- I was a kid, Marvin was one of my favorites. I love the Marvin the Martian. Mm-hmm. Oh, you pitiful too. earthlings. <laughs> I loved, I just loved him. And I loved how he always got what was coming to him. It was funny as hell. And finally, uh, you know, I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but there wasn't that many. There could have been a lot more basketball players. Did anyone else in the Chicago Bulls show up? No. Mm-mm. But I also feel like the Marvin the Martian idea feels like it takes the other basketball players out of the film. Yeah. No, so, because you have Marvin and in the bad tunes. You can still steal the powers. Yeah, they steal the powers. Or okay. they just each w- recruit different teams of basketball players to play on oh, their team. Oh, no, because then you have to have people be in the actual bad guys. Dennis Rodman. There's only Dennis one Rodman. Dennis Rodman. No, Dennis Rodman and Taz point. on the same screen together? Yes! Take my money. <laughs> I just made this movie better for Matt. And Daffy Duck does it. That was a Rodman joke, right? Yeah, it was a Rodman joke. Which, he has he, he does like a fashion show and he, and he has puts on a wig. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean Charles Barkley also makes a joke yeah. about dating Madonna, which Dennis Rodman was dating Madonna like at this. But time. he but, also but did date Madonna. He also yes. did, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Okay, Matt. It's your favorite movie, but how would you fix it? <laughs> I'm gonna use my time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to pitch to you a sequel. Okay. Or a spinoff, I guess. All that right. I. To be fair, I've talked about once before on a podcast long ago of my own. Uh, but this idea works so well that they need to do it. And it's called Space Slam. <laughs> and Bill predicted that when I was talking about having an idea for this earlier. 
and it involves professional wrestling. Oh, oh. no. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. actually. Wait, uh-huh. I got this. <laughs> and so you can have a similarly, like, weird way of getting into the story, like this, where it's like the Monstars. Or Marvin the Martian. Yeah. Or, but, like, you have these bad guys who want to do something, they abduct the Looney Tunes, whatever, but they challenge them to, like, a wrestling match. A battle royale, something like that. And so they go and steal a bunch of current wrestlers' powers, like a John Cena and people like that. And so then the Looney Tunes have to go to The Rock. And they go get Dwayne Johnson. And he's like, yo, I don't wrestle anymore. That's not what I do. I'm an actor now. And they're like, well, you got to wrestle for us. I'm just a very jacked actor. Yeah, no, to be fair, he'd still be pretty good. Um... But yeah, that's my. And I The think, Rock will do anything, and he he's will. so charismatic. And I yeah. feel like I he him. could carry a movie with the Looney Tunes very well. So well. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, besides I mean, that, replace the kid actors in this because they're very bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's my other oh. fix. It I note. think Baby Michael Jordan was pretty good. Baby Michael Jordan, good. I wanted, the children of Michael Jordan very could have been better. Not, not not to take back my how I fi- how would I fix it, but I wanted there to be more kids as main stars of the movie mm. there's no there's no like you have a Looney Tunes movie and a Michael Jordan movie and no kid goes to the Looney Tunes world to watch Michael Jordan well also like well they introduced that thing with the kid his son uh, in baseball not doing well yeah yeah. and then they drop it it goes nowhere <laughs> it goes nowhere uh, but yeah they like the kids being a bit more I don't know reacting the way that we would have as kids mm-hmm. if Bugs Bunny walked up to us and was talking to us. Like, it's that sort of, like, give those kids some more joy. Mm-hmm. Like, give them some more time to enjoy meeting the Looney Tunes and, yeah. like, hanging Like, I went on the Big Red Boat Cruise when I was, like, 10 years old. I got tucked into bed by Taz. Like, Wait, what? Yeah. That was a service. They would come, like, tuck you in and give you a pillowcase okay. and a stuffed animal of Taz. I, I thought this was... Like, oh, okay. okay so this not the character, life. not someone dressed up as Taz would tuck you in. And yes. your house. <laughs> no. On the boat, on the cruise, someone dressed in a mascot, sort of like Disney World kind of costume of Taz came to your what suite of, What kind of on shit the job? Uh, and they would they would tuck you into bed. And okay. They, you get it? Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm just going to go on a giant tangent right now. Yeah. But, let's go. So I, I used to work at Disney World. Yeah. And someone on the phone with me was swearing up and down that Mickey Mouse tucked them in. And I'm like, no, that's never happened. Who would ever do that? And now I'm like, oh, they were probably thinking it was like Taz or Buzz Bunny that, Bugs Bunny that did say, it on this cruise. That was a service on the oh Big my Red Boat God. Cruise. You can have any of the Looney Tunes come and tuck you into bed. That is not. And you got to pick. You got to pick your favorite. Yeah, oh, that's cool. And you I have worked no. some shit job. I, there is a picture. <laughs> Nick is that one. No, that sounds like a great job. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Nick doesn't like to bring kids joy. <laughs> <laughs> My job of like yelling at, not yelling, but like trying to get past this person yeah. on the phone with me. And I'm like, no, Disney yeah. never did that. You're crazy. You're, I don't know what you're talking. I never said anything that was crazy, but I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is yeah. not a real thing that exists anywhere. I can't vouch for Disney because... I don't know what their cruise line. No, Disney wouldn't do that. Had, but, but it's good to know that like this person wasn't just like making stuff up yeah. and yelling at me for no reason. I would rather go back to working as a telemarketer, which in the recent Twitter poll of your jobs ranked was dead last for me. I would rather be a telemarketer than have to dress up as the Tasmanian devil and go touch. Oh, my God. 
Oh, I just pulled up the photo. That's precious. And see, in my head, the person in that suit is just so sad. <laughs> They're not though. <laughs> they look, enjoy look the that smile. they signed up. Some people enjoy like Some working with children. Kids joy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, I, there's the toy he gave me. Look, I would have killed for that toy. Yeah, right. Yeah, and one, oh, one, one of our, one actually, of our I think friends. I had that toy. Because <laughs> yeah. one of our good friends dresses up as Elsa, and one does, of my good friends yeah. uh, does that. Um, and that might be the same friend. Are we talking about Brit? <laughs> no, I wasn't <laughs> talking about Brit. Um, uh, one of my friends, Tasha. Um, her yeah. name is Tasha. She's from Anaconda, and she's an actor, and she does stuff like that. She goes to parties, and she dresses up as mm. Elsa, and she does princess oh, stuff. I and- totally wanted to be. Uh, like a Disney a costumed character when I lived out in California, but I was not the appropriate height for any of them. And it made me very upset that I was too short for Goofy and too tall for like Mickey or Donald or Pluto. Pluto. I had a friend yeah. who wanted to be a fighter pilot and he couldn't because he was too tall. <laughs> I was like, how is that a connection? I was like, oh, okay, there we go. Like, why are you laughing at that <laughs> I, I'm like, this is where is this coming yeah, from? This man? is just the real just mean he is talking about, Mouse. Are we now just talking about friends that wanted to be other jobs? <laughs> I'm sorry, I found that so funny. But the uh, now that I've thought about it, it's like, yeah, that's not as funny. But the the the, the picture of you being tucked in as an adult, because I agree with Bill. Yeah, that no, is that's what, weirder. It, 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 no, you, I definitely thought of you as like a child. If this was like. When Devin and I just went to Disney World, <laughs> that I was like, hey, can we get Pluto to tuck us in at night? That would be a little strange. Oh, I appreciate it, though. I haven't had a good laugh in a long, long time. I also feel like being like a mascot character on a cruise ship, there's probably way more annoying jobs you have to do of like the dances, the conga lines, the like yeah. swabbing the deck. Some people love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, the swabbing the deck, lowering the anchor. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, making no. people walk the plank. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the fun part. Nick, I don't think you've been on a cruise before. I actually <laughs> never have. <laughs> never you been on a cruise. would hate it. Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah. Fight, fighting off the other mascots that invade your boat. <laughs> oh, now that's uh, this sounds. This, actually, this does sound fun. <laughs> I would love to. Oh, now I want to see that. That's the movie I want to see. I want to see a bunch of different mascots on opposing <laughs> yachts. Not yachts. Big cruises. Big cruise ships. That, that come together and then it's just it's it's a bunch of Disney characters and then a bunch of Warner Brothers characters all yes. fighting Dis- Disney Cruise Line versus the the Big Red Boat Line yes and it's like the Big Red Boat Line is like the uh, the cursed the Black Pearl because it hasn't <laughs> existed in like twenty five years and it's all run down and the mascot costumes are falling apart against this new shiny they all look like yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my oh my God. I want this to exist in some form of like it just opens the first like five, ten minutes of this movie are just like a nice Disney cruise, a family getting on. Everything's nice and shiny and clean. And then there's like a fog that comes over the cruise as they're going out to sea. And then out of the fog comes this wretched looking big red boat with Taz just like standing on the front of it. I yes. just I just hear the first like portion of thriller <laughs> in my head as as you're describing it. Yes. Oh I'm, okay. I want that to exist in some like animation <laughs> or uh, like a graphic novel. Great. <laughs> Disney Cruise versus the Big Red. Oh, no, I just want to see like no special effects. I just want to see <laughs> people in mascot suits beating the crap out of each other. I think the no. funniest I think that somewhere. I'm sure it does. It exists. Like there, I think hockey mascots are known for just like yeah. throwing down. Yeah. But one of my favorite videos that I've ever seen online is the uh, it's a car sale ad 
with they're on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> they're on the ice and they're trying to sell cars. And there's a hockey mascot. Matt's a, gonna look it up. It's a polar bear. It's a polar bear. And the one of the hockey mascot has ice uh, skates on, so he's fine. The polar bear doesn't. And the amount of him slipping. <laughs> Matt so, found it. Um, hold on. We'll have to show it to everybody when we're off the air. But yeah, because the sound is a big part of it. But it is. Uh, did I say when we're off the air? Yeah, you did. We're yeah. a radio show now. Welcome. Yeah. AM twelve seventy FM one oh six five seven. All right, right at the top of the hour, we're gonna have news and weather for you. Coming up with this is puke jocking is what they call it. It's puke jocking. <laughs> That's the worst phrase I've ever yes. heard in my yeah. entire life. This podcast has unraveled what so much. What segment are we currently on? We Real Nick good. Given, no, has Nick given his how he fix it? Oh, yeah, he yes, did. I did. I started. started. I started. Oh, so it's I just realized an hour ago. <laughs> I just realized that one thing that I missed about my how I would fix it is I wish there was an app or something that you could just like cut and paste songs because R. Kelly was a real bummer. That's a, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. They, so at the this director point, would agree with you from the commentary. He said they didn't know what the songs were going to be until two weeks before the movie came out, oh. because they filmed it all and like edited it to like temp tracks because the soundtrack was like being yeah. produced, mm. and so like two or three weeks before the movie was supposed to come out, they had to like put in those songs, and so he has gripes with how some of them match up with the scenes therein. So huh. that's fair. Okay. <laughs> All right, it's time to rate this thing. Uh, my rating system is what Star Wars movie is it? And this is solo a Star Wars story for me. It's like very enjoyable. It's not great. Got some problems, but I, it, it's fine. Perfectly fine movie. Matt. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, Avi, I'm giving it a five. Uh, it just gets a five out of five possessed mushroom puppets of enjoyment because I see no faults in this movie. Excellent. Bill. For this film, I'm coming up with a new rating system. I'm retiring my the wife that I love very much rating system. I was gonna say, even it sounded I like you're about retire, to retire your I wife. I still love my wife very much. Uh, but we do have a son that we love very much. So this new rating system is called My Precious Child. And <laughs> okay. how far away I want this movie from them. Uh, oh, this movie, right. This movie I would let my child play with, but I would eventually hide it. So uh-huh. I would never have to hear it again. Oh, yeah, because kids will do it over and over and over and over Absolutely. and over. Yeah, they'll come out and I think it's probably too late to start doing this, but if you could like raise your kid on only that soundtrack and let him think that's the only music that exists <laughs> in the world, he'd be a very weird, cool teen. That sounds like something I need to <laughs> warn Devin about. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do. Yeah. There are 10 songs that exist in the world. <laughs> they all are on this one disc. Nope. No. Good luck figuring out a place to play this in, disc. In 1996, we invented music. <laughs> Here it is. There's skip track four. <laughs> we, we don't like that guy. <laughs> Some problems. Don't ask. Don't yeah. ask. Yeah. Marianne, how do you rate Space Jam? I would rate it. I would rate it. Well, first of all, what is your rating system? Oh, my system? rating system is Screeching Tea Kettles, which is basically uh, the amount of time I'd rather be interrupted making tea. Hmm. Instead of actually watching this movie, um, I think I can admit that it is not an objectively good movie, so I will give it one screeching tea kettle. You just need a break. Fair. Just one break. Yeah. I mean, when the kids are on, like, I'll get up and make the tea and then come back and then have it. And there you go. It. 
Okay, yeah. that's fair. All right, well, at this point, we will move on to our final segment, which is Real Good, where we recommend something to help you get the taste of this movie out of your mouth. But since all of us kind of enjoyed yeah. it, I'll be finding this one interesting. Bill, what's your Real Good? Uh, I kind of briefly brushed upon it while we were talking. Uh, the new DuckTales cartoon. It's mm. great. It's got a good cast. They do a lot of fun animation, and I don't want to take potentially away from Matt, but a lot of Disney's cartoon reboots lately have been really well done. I uh, saw a little bit of it over the Christmas break yeah. and thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Launchpad McQuack is one of my favorite characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Bennett is the voice of him. And he's still very good. I still yeah. prefer the old voice from mm-hmm. uh, DuckTales and uh, Darkwing Duck, but I still, it, uh, yeah, yeah, I would co-sign on that. I think it's a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. Matt, what's your real good? Uh, also, I, uh, I want to say that I do enjoy many of the new Disney products. <laughs> it is only when they dub over the old products that I am unhappy with them. Okay. <laughs> so if they went back to the old DuckTales cartoon and had all the new voices replace them, then I wouldn't like it. But yeah. I like the new DuckTales very much. It goes along with respecting the voice actor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, so my gut instinct was to say a movie that I definitely have recommended before on this podcast, which was Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. When we were talking about, like, an actor giving it their all and kind of not being like, I'm in this freaking cartoon movie. Mm-hmm. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> like, acting it straight. So, since I've already suggested that one, I will suggest something I watched more recently, which is Muppet Treasure Island, which features Tim Curry playing Long John Silver. Uh, it is not as good as Muppet Christmas Carol, but it's still a fun time, and you get to see a, a lot of Tim Curry, which is never a bad thing. Never mm-hmm. a bad thing. Never. Tim Curry's great. Agreed. Uh, my Real Good is pretty... Uh, it's different. It's not a movie so much as uh, I like. I think you should go onto YouTube and watch just... Watch that polar bear fall well, down Well, you got to watch that polar bear fall down because it is... It's called White Bear and Mitsubishi. Go for hockey outtakes White Bear on ice. Remember that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'll Copy post, and paste that I'll right post now. it on the Patreon, actually, because it is really good. I'll actually post this on the Patreon, too, because I think you should go to YouTube and look up uh, Best of Wiley Coyote, because mm. my favorite cartoon character of all time is Wiley Coyote. And I've recently, when we started talking about doing this episode, I recently was like, okay, well, I want to go and see if Wiley Coyote holds up for me. And it does. I'm sitting at my desk on lunch and trying not to laugh because people were filming in the studio below me. So, but it was still very funny to me. There is something about this hapless idiot that I really like. There's a lot of like the things that I found funny about Homer Simpson are similar things that I find funny about Wile E. Coyote, except mm-hmm. Wile E. Coyote doesn't talk. It's it's all just everything that goes awry to him. And the animation style, the Chuck Jones animation, every part of that is just perfect to me so yeah just go look up best of wiley coyote and uh, have a good time so marianne what is your real good my real good um so i had five and i was totally expecting (laughs) you guys to take at least one of them but none of you did um so originally what my like top actually yeah i'm just gonna go with it it's uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We talked about yeah. it so much that I'm like, this is a given. This is obvious. It's a very good movie. It's so good. And they do such a good job of like c- combining that animation and uh, live action. It's so good. Indeed. Well, and, you know, so uh, what, what was your uh, T hashtag T? DCT. DCT. Toon Crush Tuesday. Toon Crush Tuesday, Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. 
I love redheads. And <laughs> she is. I mean, she's definitely drawn that way. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's also, I think, what Roger Rabbit does really well that Space Jam tries to do something similar that we talked about with the Michael Jordan stretching arm thing mm-hmm. is when they have to when the humans have to act like tunes in order to like fit in and properly yeah. uh well, I can't remember his name Bob Hoskins yeah but his character's name Eddie Eddie yeah when Eddie has to behave like a tune in order to succeed at what he's trying to do mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. essentially the same thing that Michael Jordan's doing but there's no like build up to that no, at all and there's yeah. not like a just think like a tune and you can beat we yeah. we can win if there was like a pep talk for Michael Jordan from Bugs Bunny of like Think like us. Be like a tune. Like or have he more just, fun. He just completely yeah. comes mm-hmm. to the idea of he just oh, gets I it. can just stretch my body. Yeah. Like yeah. W- yeah. He sees Wayne Knight inflate <clears throat> and then deflate, and he's like, oh, oh, I can do that. Yeah. I'm well, no. He, I mean, he says, "Now you tell me," is because yeah. uh, they say, "Yeah, you're in tune. You can do anything." Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. But it's like a lot of shortcuts. There's not a lot mm-hmm. of build up to that, and so yeah. I feel like Ro- yeah. Roger Rabbit does that really, really well. Yeah. Indeed. Cool. Okay. Also, go check out the Space Jam website because it still exists. Oh, yeah, the, the 1996. The 1996. Yep. And so if you are a youngin listening to this <laughs> and want to see what we used to deal with with the internet in 1996, go check out the Space Jam. Just Red type in text Space Jam on website. a ba- black background, baby. Yeah, that sounds all right. All Times New Roman. Yeah. <laughs> also sounds right. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up this episode of Real Bad. And uh, we're going to start a poll. Um, when this episode comes out for the final movie that we're going to watch for this month, which is going to be another children's film, that poll will start Monday and it will only last uh, 24 hours because we we have to watch the movie. But uh, yeah, and if you're at the right patron level, you get to vote. So uh, you can check us out on patreon.com slash realbadpod. And uh, that would be really cool if you did that. So yeah, um, as you're listening to this, it's after PodCon. But as we're recording it, it's before PodCon. Mm-hmm. So some of these people will be at PodCon. Me and Bill will not. But I believe Marianne and Matt will both be. Yes. We, we were there. It was fun. It was great. I worked really hard. I oh, did you're, not. you're working it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Someone I... may or may not have seen me in the PodCon booth <laughs> or running around trying to get stuff done. <laughs> Sorry if I didn't wave. I don't it's know okay. you. But Marianne, you were also on Twitter. Yes. And what is your Twitter? I am at MFDesSilva on Twitter and whatever social media is that I'm on. Excellent. Yeah, that's right. You have a good Instagram, too. Uh, <clears throat> Bill, you work on a show here? Yes, I work on SciShow with some of the people who are around me right now and some of the people who aren't who will be at PodCon. Oh, yeah, indeed. Uh, sorry, sidebar. Uh, I learned from a, a local lung. I learned that we have a local young listener named Max. I just wanted to make a shout out. If that's yeah. okay. Oh, that's all. Hi, Max. Hi, Max. <laughs> How young? I feel bad for swearing. Oh, like twelve. Swear all you want. All right. Swearing's cool. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Max. <laughs> yeah. Cool, Matt. You have a podcast. I do. It's called I Love It. Uh, go listen to it wherever podcasts are, <laughs> or follow me on Twitter and Instagram at I Love It Podcast. Excellent. And of course, you can follow us at Real Bad Pod on Twitter. Big thank you to Black Duck Studios, I Love It Podcast, and Candace for being supporters of us on Patreon. We really appreciate it. And uh, of course, we are part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can go to cageclub.me to check out more of our brother and sister podcasts. And make sure, if you are a patron, to go and vote next week so you can tell us what children's movie you want to watch in the month of January. And until then, this has been Real Bad. Real Bad.